Sukkah Perik Dalet, Mishnah Base 4.2, and now we begin to unpack that previous Mishnah, which said, for the various mitzvahs, how many days we observe them. So here we have the first is the Lulav. So the gears we have in front of us in our Mishnah says, Lulav Shiva Ketzad. How did it work out that you'd have the Lulav for all seven days? Uh, there's another Gersa, which is more a direct quote of the previous Mishnah, probably more more accurate, uh, which is, Lulav Shisha Veshiva Ketzad. How would you have Lulav for six or seven days? Whatever the case, the story says the Mishnah is, Yon Tov HaRishon Shalchag Shechalios B'Shabbos. If it works out that the first day of Sukkot is also a Shabbos, so then Lulav Shiva. Then you'll shake the Lulav all seven days, in the base of Mikdash, of course. Ushar Kol Yamim. But if it works out that the first day of Sukkot is not on a Shabbos, then we'll only shake the lulav six times over Sukkot, meaning that even in the base of Mikdash, on Shabbos, we won't shake a lulav if it's not the first day of Yom Tov. Now, the reason why the first day of Yom Tov is given more prominence is because, as we've seen already a number of times, the Pasuk emphasizes that everyone in Klai Israel, wherever they are in the world, shakes the lulav on the first day of Sukkot, whereas the rest of the week, it's only shaken in the base of Mikdash, and therefore you see that the first day is more prominent and significant and important. And therefore, the rabbi said that even though they made a gezerah, a rabbinic enactment that says people should not shake a lulav on Shabbos in the base of Mikdash, um, because we're afraid people will come to carry, uh, meaning they'll come to carry their lulav for almost in the Rosh Hashanah, when they're going to ask them how to shake it properly, or ask what the bracha is, etc. So the rabbis made that enactment, and they actually made that during the time of the base of Mikdash already. Uh, they made similar enactments regarding the blowing of a shofar on Rosh Hashanah, that's on Shabbos, and the reading of Megillah, if the first day, if Megillah, if uh, Purim, I should say, falls out on a Shabbos. So they had that din as well. However, and the rabbis used their power called, like they had the power to say, even though the Torah says yes, Shake lulav or blow shofar, um, but we're not going to do it. The rabbis have that authority um, to do what's called shev al to say just you know stay in place and don't do anything. They have such a power, and they utilize that power because they were concerned that somewhere and sometime somebody would end up carrying their lulav in their shosarab, and that would be an isadoraisa achil shabbos, which they wanted to stop so intently that they didn't let it um, even carry the didn't let anybody shake the lulav. Um, on Shabbos in the base of English, except if it happened on the first day, in which case they waived this, this they didn't enact this uh, prohibition, rabbinic prohibition on such a scenario because they wanted at least on the first day, because it's so important that people should shake their lulav. Now, in case you're wondering how come in the base of Mikdash there's a restriction of shaking lulav on Shabbos, isn't the general rule that Ein Shvus but Mikdash, the rabbinic enactments to protect the sanctity of Shabbos, don't apply, apply in the base of Mikdash? Um, there is such a rule, but that rule apply. The rationale behind that rule is the people doing the avod in the base of Mikdash, the Kohanim, are zrizim. They're um, scrup punctilious. They're they're know what they remind one another, and they don't mess about. And they won't be machal Shabbos. So that would apply for any sort of avod in the base of Mikdash that the Kohanim are carrying out. But the shaking of a lulav in the base of Mikdash is being carried out by anybody who wants to come to base of Mikdash, whether they're Kohanim or otherwise. It's not part of the avoda of the Mikdash per se, and therefore it applies that we're having no one bring the lulav to shake on Shabbos unless it happens to be the first day of Sukkot. Of course, remember nowadays, no base of Mikdash, and therefore we're, the halachas were not shaking 
the lulav anywhere, even on the if the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos, no one shaking any lulav. And the reason for that already um, extended on because of more complex reason. And the the uh, the Rambam in the Parish Mishnah speaks out a little more, basically more that what happened was in uh, areas far outside of Eretz Yisrael, so they were in a suffolk, which day was Yom Tov, and therefore they would, right, like we have the two days of Yom Tov out of doubt. So those places, those far-flung places, would never take a lulav on the first day of Yom Tov, even before the Gezerah, and because it was a suffolk, is today, today is certainly Shabbos, but is today the first day of Sukkot or not. Um, and therefore later on, after the base English was destroyed, they wanted to pre- keep all of the various people in, of Klai Israel on similar footing and not have some yes and some no, so then nobody would take the lulav on the first day of, of Yom Tov, even if it fell on Shabbos, and we've stuck to that even though now, since already the 4th century of the Common Era, we don't rely on the siding of the new moon, so there's no doubt anymore, but we stick to the custom of uh, the, of Minchagov the custom we had in our hands from our ancestors, and we... Uh, treat both days as a suffix still on some level, and we do not take love, even on the first day, if it falls out on Shabbos.